0: Hello, all. This is Blonde Haired Girl. It's the week of Christmas, and I'm thinking about expectations. I'm thinking about this time of year, and is it really the most wonderful time of year? Like, is it <laughs> throughout an entire lifetime of this time of years and Christmases, having celebrated it my whole life, I'm sitting here and I'm, I, you know, it's been hit or miss. I've had really good Christmases. And then I've had not that great Christmases. I'm not really sure. And I'm not sure that I would expect to feel like absolutely wonderful given the the losses that I've had this year, in particular losing my mother. And my friend, but losing my mother. <laughs> um But I I I, you know, and I'm and I'm just I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking about love. Because you know, I mean it's like this is the time of year of generosity and of honoring the people in our life with gifts and getting together and and there's a lot of expectations and a lot of emotions are running high and it is a extremely actually challenging time of year. Because there's these expectations that we're going to be getting together in particular with family. And what exactly is family? but you know it's it's always been just a quandary for me my my mother my parents just and I don't know if this was my dad per se but my my mom was just very much you know like family is family and and you know but it didn't always work out that way. It didn't. In fact, our, my family has a lot of conflict in it. And in fact, my mother um, had conflict with one of her grandchildren that never got resolved. It didn't. It's just not resolved. It just never did get resolved. And and, and I'm, you know, I'm just right at this very moment wondering how exactly he's doing because I don't I don't think I've seen him hardly and I don't even know the last time that I've seen him my sister comes my sister does not live in Arizona anymore which I guess she's going to be moving back but and the isolation for some people at Christmas Either not having family or having family, and there is just a lot of conflict, and 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 I, so I am like, so I am sitting here and I am thinking about love in particular, and and striving for myself to love people unconditionally. This is my this is my goal. Is unconditional love. A love that would say just that is actually based on freedom and, and there are times where it is painful um to come to the realization that there are people that at times make choices that that do not feel like it's in your favor they make a choice so they do something and and in their own freedom in their own you know and so us allowing people to do what it is that they want to do when they want to do it and then the realization that that what they want to do doesn't always really include you. And, and where are the limits like, like to this idea of unconditional love and, and, and does it not have to include love of self? And so I'm unconditionally loving everyone involved, and and then this idea that there isn't going to be any, any emotions whatsoever associated with that, and, and and you know I just I just sometimes in this work of of understanding that we are the creators of our reality. There are times where it, it kind of feels like we're, we're supposed to, to, I don't know how to describe this exactly, but to not actually feel our feelings about things. Sort of like this idea of it's all good. It's all good. It's always good. It's all good. and and this to error on the side of possibility to positivity sorry my words so yesterday i i came to this real, realization that i'm just in some ways just exhausted i'm i'm actually emotionally exhausted from in In some ways, just chasing happiness. Don't know how else to word it. It's like this constant, like just, you know, I listen to quite a bit of Abraham Hicks. A lot of times they really resonate with me. And they talk about this. They talk about, you know, always letting people just be free. Just let people be free and have no expectations that another person is going to feel your happiness. And so, and so I'm faced with, with, especially this Christmas, for some reason, I, and I don't know if it's just because my, my nerves were just already, you know, because I had other things that were happening this week, along with, the passing of my mother and this being the first Christmas since my mother has passed that that I'm I'm just a little bit less tolerant than I normally would be but I don't even know if I would be on some issues and so I I get back to like what is unconditional love is unconditional love saying that you can do whatever it is that you want to me. And I'm not going to have any reaction to it. It's all good. I'm not gonna have any emotions about it. I'm just, you know, you can do whatever you want to me. It's an I'm, I'm just completely open. And, you know, which I don't believe that it is I don't I don't believe I think that love would be would have some, some expectations in it. And, 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 you know, and there's also that. There's also that, like, like, there's opinions out there all over the place about everything. But one of the things that, and I don't even know who said it, but somebody said, you know, that expectations ruin Relationships. And, and I've been, I've thought about that. I've thought about that so much because we believe these bogus ideas for years and base things around it. Well, I'm not supposed to have emotions. I mean, I'm not supposed to have expectations. And if I have expectations, I'm being conditionally loving. I mean, is that true? It's like, it's like really really and this is what I do this is what I do day in and day out you know I'm just toying with these ideas these 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 little snippets of information that are out there and then I'm like testing it with like is that true I'm kind of making a joke here but does coffee really stunt your growth as my grandmother told me when I was a kid, you can't drink coffee, it stunts your growth. <laughs> really? Does it? Mm-hmm. Is that expectations ruin a relationship just a wife's tale? Just a, you know, a manipulation tactic? I think that, I think that it is challenging in life to not have expectations, not have any expectations of anything. I'm never going to have another expectation ever again in as long as I live. That like an example, like yesterday I went to my favorite bakery in town and I and I bought my the, these these bags of these cookies. I have the expectation that those are going to be delicious cookies. Um, I had ordered these boots and I, I, I got them. I had the expectation that they were going to be beautiful and they're beautiful. Like, I mean, I, I'm just, like no expectations. We're not supposed to have any expectations ever about anything ever, ever, ever. I just I just want to know how how realistic that is. And if that's even true. <clears throat> and so and and then like and then I I have this this um I mean, I guess that I have the expectation that on Christmas, well, first of all, that we're going to get together, and second of all, that we're going to have fun. That's my expectation. That's why I start, you know, in July buying gifts <laughs> sometimes, this year in particular. I, I, I have had, had um, excitement. Expectation about the Christmas this year, and it's not—it's not turning out at all like I expected. And then, and then I do—I have this expectation of somebody in my life. I do have an expectation of somebody in my life, and I guess that I am—I am supposed to another case of the supposeds not have expectations. And it's all good, whatever works. But I feel like I feel like it's a disservice when I'm not, I, when I don't speak my truth about it. When I don't draw a line in the sand that when when you I feel. And so in getting back to this idea of unconditional love, and I can use my mother as an example because my mother is no longer on this plane. But I didn't live 100 miles away from her for nothing. I didn't. It was a, an extremely, extremely difficult relationship. With, with a lot of dashed, a lot of dashed expectations. <laughs> and, and I had something go down with her and I, I decided that I did not want anybody to ever treat me that way again. I, and I didn't, it, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just being transparent and saying, even if you're my mother... Nobody will ever speak to me that way again. I decided that there was a, a way that I wanted to be treated in life. And, and I, I guess and some people may call it ruthlessly cut my mother out of my life for about 18 months. And, and I am indeed glad that, um, that I got back together with her. Um, that we got back together, but when she passed away i i had i fully expected her to disinherit me i 'm just going to say that my mother oftentimes used her mother money. she often used her money as a as a tool. She did not give it up easily <laughs> <clears throat> She did not she was a. my mom was a very complicated person and um and had a had she just and had her version of reality which was and everybody's in their own reality, but my mother's was the truth whatever she thought is what happened, even if it's not what it ha what happened <laughs> I got to, to, near the end of her life, I started to ask her, well, is that what she said? I would actually ask her to kind of, is that what she said? Like, I wouldn't just trust everything she said because my mother's version of how this thing went down was quite different than, I mean, it could be quite different, So does unconditionally loving someone say, you can treat me however you want? And, I, and I, will, I will accept your, I'm sorry, I don't really like the word, but abuse. I don't like that word. <clears throat> I can stay a victim and I, I don't choose to see myself as a victim. I try my best not to see myself ever as a victim. I feel like I am part of this dance. I'm part of this dance, so I'm dancing with people. I'm interacting. I'm having relationships with people. Sometimes it's on and sometimes it's off. Sometimes it's not. But do I accept? Am I, am I obliged when I unconditionally love someone to accept everything, all of their choices without a reaction am i is that part of unconditionally loving someone is unconditionally loving my mother accepting her her what i would consider abuse when i wrote mystical summer i left out so many details that and I and I don't choose to ever talk about it. But my mother was really instrumental in a lot of negativity in my life that summer that I just left out of the book, that I will choose to leave out of everything. And I don't really want to get in specifics of it, but it was horrible. Horrible. And do I, am I, are, are people by our unconditional love of them? Are we supposed to, is that part of loving someone is accepting this horribleness? <clears throat> and I mean, and then even on the flip side, Do I have the expectation that that my choices like and and, and actually like knowing but sometimes sometimes maybe not knowing sometimes maybe not knowing, but I think I think a lot of times we know each other well enough to know that if I make that choice it's really gonna bother them. And so we willfully make choices in our life knowing that's going to bother them. And then when they have the reaction to it, it's like not wanting to take responsibility for the fact that our choices have consequences. They do. They do. They have consequences. And are we willing to live with that consequence? And so I suppose that, that during the 18 months of me not talking to my mother and there were things that went down and I did not contact her. I didn't know that I would ever speak to my mother again. I mean, and am willing to be disinherited. I did not care. I was like, I will never be treated like that by anyone ever again as long as I live, even if it is my mother. I decided that I wasn't, I wasn't going to be talked to that way. I wasn't going to be treated like that. Nobody knows really what's going on behind closed doors. <clears throat> now, I'm not talking that everything is horribleness. I'm not. I'm not. Not everything is just like abusive. It's not. But our choices have consequences for people in our life. And like even, even accepting the fact, you know, like and apologizing in advance or giving some kind of, you know, like explanation for it. Like I, I, I just knowing that it's going to have an impact on someone. You know, there have been times in my life where I've made choices that I knew were going to affect people. Like, I'll give you an example. When I married this last guy, nobody was at the wedding. I didn't even invite people. I didn't even tell people I was getting married. I didn't even want to tell anyone. The reason why I didn't want to tell anyone was because I didn't want anybody diminishing my joy. Because I knew what they were going to think. And I also had this feeling about I wasn't sure that this guy fit into their idea of who I should be with. And I didn't want their opinion about it. I just didn't. I was doing what I was doing and I, and I faced those consequences and I faced the disappointment that they might feel because I didn't invite anyone So there are times where, and I knew it, I knew it, that, that what I was doing might have an impact. And I, and I just chose to do it because I felt like it was what was best for me. So having to own up to that, but I also had to, I had to face the fact that there were going to be disappointed people. So I go back to this that I feel like, in, for lack of a better term, the spiritual community. This is like another another concept that I that I really have a great deal of of inner kind of turmoil about. Is this is this idea that that like we are going to love people and and this idea that in loving them we are not going to be affected by their choices but i also feel like like loving someone there is, an in, there is something in loving someone that would be that I, I just, I know how that would make that person feel. I know how that would make them feel and choosing to not do that. I mean, this is like the flip side of the accepting of their choices without a reaction just unconditionally accepting of their choices you know it's like I know this is a little bit of a departure but it's kind of not so like like let's just talk about this and it's super interesting because around the same time I I had heard this this person act I, I I get um um Plum Village which is the monastery that Thich Nhat Hanh it's his monastery who is he is arguably one of my favorite people I really love that man I adore him and and I love all of his his nuns and I don't know with you know monks and nuns I just you know so I had gotten one of their one of their um question and answers And this is a really good one so this was actually I would consider this woman actually quite an advanced soul here you know I'm sorry I'm using that term that I always talk about maybe I only refer to it regarding myself and not wanting to to be lack humility in myself but she just seemed very advanced in her question but she asked she said She's married. And she said, there are times where, where I feel that my husband may want to have sexual relations with other people. And I want to love my husband unconditionally, but it would really upset me. The thought of it really upsets me. So is it what do I do if I want to love this person unconditionally? What do you do? Do you, do you allow them to go and have sex with this other person? And, and in some ways, it may risk the relationship. It's like, what do you do? and and i believe that the monk told the this woman to talk to him and tell him because it just seems like 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 in some ways intrinsic in certain relationships that there are certain i mean even in like and i am not sure what what a buddhist wedding vow would be, but it would seem, you know, but if both parties are amenable. I mean, because I think there are open relationships and they and they, you know, I'm not saying I, I, I don't judge. It's none of my business what people choose to do. If everybody's cool with it, I don't have a problem with it. The problem comes in if you if you believe that you are getting into a monogamous relationship with someone. And then you find out years later or moments later that this person really isn't monogamous. And this doesn't always have to do with sex. It's not always, they're not always stepping outside of the relationship with other things. Sometimes it's, it's I mean, are there, are there characteristics about relationships that that it is that it is the nature of that relationship is kind of intrinsic in it that we don't engage in those types of behaviors with other people. And I don't know. I tend to be a person who I really believe that we there that there are not these hardline rules in this life they're only the rules that we make up. And so I'm going to go back to that if everybody's copacetic, it's all good. But what happens when when it's not? When when either party can tell that the other person or maybe they even come home and say that, I want to have sex with other people. How how would that make you feel? You know, and if the person speaks up and says that would make me feel terrible, like what happens to the relationship? Like, can it continue in its current form? And so, what is loving this person unconditionally? Was is loving this un- person unconditionally? Just allowing them to go, but like, what? What about loving myself? And I, it's like I can't like and actually coming to grips with the fact that their freedom is, infrin- it is infringing on our own happiness. And I mean, depending on the person, depending on the situation like not necessarily like if this person lets this person go and then they're just off on their own because they really love this person and really want to be with this person but the the need the the actual nature of that relationship is changed actually forever it's just changed And so our choices really do have consequences. And and I just don't know what 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 like no expectations. <clears throat> And, and, and I, so, and I think that, so I had, I had inferred a little bit to it earlier about how yesterday I was just, I was driving along and I was just, I'm just exhausted with the case of the supposeds that I'm supposed to be happy this time of year, that I'm supposed to, to accept everybody's choices with, with glee, that I'm supposed to be happy all the time that I'm supposed to um, I'm just supposed to be in control of my thoughts all the time to a point where I'm not reacting like I'm supposed to just a case of the supposed to's and 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 it was just exhausting was just thinking about how incredibly exhausted I am. I mean, can you imagine? Like, because I'm I'm analyzing like all the time, all day long, this is my work. This is my practice. So like I'm checking in with myself a lot. Okay, how am I feeling? What am I thinking about? And so last night I was on my way home at a really, really, really long day yesterday. And I'm, I'm driving home and I'm listening to a, a YouTube, an Abraham Hicks, and Esther was talking about something and I really want to share this. So she was talking about um, that we, we came here for the contrast that that we came here to sift through this life with things desired and things not desired. And she was talking about actually asking. I use the word God. She doesn't use the word God because she people get all wonky with that term. But... But as, so she would say asking the universe, so asking the universe to deliver to us these little kind of micro requests or micro desires, give me evidence of this, bring me that, bring me this, bring me that. And I've had it over and over and over again that the universe has delivered to me these little micro requests in like the most bizarre ways. Like one day i i had come into work and and i had had this i had this desire for coffee beans i go into work and the one of one of the people that work there had all of these random items and one of them was coffee beans i mean it was just so bizarre i mean like truly bizarre like <laughs> really? And then like I needed earphones and I came in and there were earphones sitting on my, on my desk. Just really bizarre stuff. I mean, and it, I don't know. I actually don't know if it, but it kind of does. It kind of does happen. It happens a lot for me still. Um, but so And so, she says that we we come for this contrast to learn how to, how to basically. I don't know if she worded it this way, but to trust, to learn to trust in the source of everything that is to deliver our desires, because that's what what we're here to do. Is to, is to experience our desires she talks about like this we come for the assortment of life so you stand in front of a a buffet and you choose but here's another thing that she said she was talking about how you know and i was sitting here and i'm i, I had this experience that i just think is absolutely nuts but it's the truth so in my in my last like relationship I he had bought a motorhome for I guess us but anyway whatever and we had taken a trip and we had gone to meet a friend who who babysits homes and d- pets and things so he's like a uh he he's a house watcher while people are on vacation and stuff like that he gets paid to do this and he was staying at a house and we couldn't bring the motor home up this hill so he had come down with a car and picked us up and he's driving along and he and he says oh by the way that is esther hicks home this is the truth he's like that is esther hicks home and i'm like what And I'm not sure that he knew how much that I knew about her or how much she had an impact on my life. But I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) So I actually have a visual of this house that she's talking about in where, where she has an ocean view. I actually have a visual of it because I saw the house or a house maybe she has more than one I wouldn't be surprised but um and then I'm I want to share something else with that that particular trip when he was driving us down from from the house he was house sitting and I drove past Esther Hicks' house what he did I saw butterflies I saw these butterflies right as we were driving by her house it was so bizarre I mean it was so cool but anyway she was talking about how she noticed that her view, her ocean view, had been, um, there were these trees or these bushes that were, you know, where she didn't have a very good view of the house, of the ocean, as well as she had before. So she talked to her gardener, and the gardener said that they would take care of it. and so And so she... She went to lunch and then she came back and she's looking out and the view is much better, much, much better. And then she sees these two huge stumps and she's, she's just, she's like, oh no, I'm in, did my gardeners cut down these trees? And she's basically having a huge freak out because she. She talked about how I like to be a good neighbor and, um, you know, and then she's trying to figure out how she can rectify the situation because she, her gardeners had chopped down these trees for her view and she's, um, and then she sees these people standing out there and so she's trying to find the people and she has this whole explanation for what she's going to say to them that I'll re-landscape your yard, you know, I'll get you new trees. I'm so sorry. Um, And she's having all of these freak out moments and and um and then somebody comes over to visit her and she says she says look at what I did and and the and the person standing next to her says there's no way that your gardener did that there's no way they could have cut down those trees there would be some there would be some um like you would be able to tell, like there would be debris and there would be parts of, of, um, you know, and so she and the friend went and looked and they realized that what had actually happened was when they took down some of the bushes it exposed these two gigantic tree stumps that had these trees had been taken out before. So she didn't do it. So she lamented and she was so sad and was so afraid over something that, that wasn't even true. And then she started to talk about other things in her life that perhaps weren't true. And all these beliefs that we believe about things that they have to be a certain way. And see, I'm a little bit all over the place, aren't I? Because, because I'm, I'm talking basically about Christmas and, and the expectations of Christmas and our expectations being dashed. And I guess that we can make up the rules, but, but those rules, like, so what are the rules for Christmas? And and was I in on the process of those rules or were, or were, did other people make up the rules about what we're going to do for Christmas? And then I, I'm just having to live with their rules because I don't believe in hard, fast rules, but like, let's just give this an example that I, that I, I have this expectation about Christmas and, and and then somebody in my life makes choices that do not meet those expectations. And so in, in loving them unconditionally and trying to love myself unconditionally, where, where did the two meet here? And, 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 just, and then I don't know how to deal with the actuality of my disappointment. Like, so if I were to say, okay, well, I'm going to go with your rules. And then, and then that, so then that plays out. And then my unhappiness, like during the event, like how do I like fake it, fake it till you make it fake happiness? Because I'm not happy because this didn't turn out as I wanted to. and so you know like how can i accommodate you when when i had this expectation and and like how do i accommodate and and and, and then these choices all having ramifications and then like just finally coming to a point where i'm just like, just frankly, like, just forget it. Like, I don't know if I ever want to do Christmas ever again. Like, I mean, I really don't. I don't. I remember, and I can use this as an example, because it was years ago. I mean, years ago. And I had gotten a a breakfast together for her family and and so and I guess that I had not properly asked um this family member if it was feasible for them to I, I don't remember all the circumstances and maybe I took things for granted it doesn't really matter but one person in the family walked in basically and said we only have this much time and so, and then I have to leave because I, I have to go get ready for, for my Christmas. And I had this huge, I had this internal reaction to it of why bother? Why bother? I mean, like, really, let's get this over with. We got all of these people with all these expectations. Let's get this over with so we can get to that. Like, what is the priority? What and who is the priority? And so I'm the kind of person who's more quality over quantity. And if, and if it's not going to be quality, then I don't see any point in doing it. If if it's not that we really want to to spend time together and if it's all rushed, forget it. I don't see any point in it. I really don't. So there are no hard, fast rules, are they? So I don't know what I'm going to do next Christmas. I may just like forget the whole thing. Let people just do what they want to do and, and maybe I'll go skiing or I'll, I thought about a cruise, but I don't even know if I can go on a cruise anymore because of all this craziness with COVID. Maybe I'll get an Airbnb and go spend the three days by the beach, Christmas Eve, Christmas and the day after. Just start new traditions for myself where I don't because I don't want any expectations. I mean, because sometimes expectations are just kind of terrible. And then I go to what's coming to mind is like this whole idea that this expectation that something is going to make us happy. I mean it would be the only point in anything, right? Is happiness. We're all like seeking happiness. And I don't use that word twi- tritely at all. I think happiness is amazing. To be truly happy. That's really what we're after with all of it, isn't it? It's like like this dream of like getting together at Christmas and and eating a meal and opening presents and and, and enjoying each other's company. That is like like for me, that is like the ideal of happiness. And so in doing everything that we do for the idea that it's going to make us happy, you know, like me and my boots and my, I ordered my boots. I get my boots that I'm happy. I was happy through the whole process. I was happy to see the boots. I was happy waiting for the boots. I was happy when the boots came. And this is like just a nutty story. Those boots did not fit. They didn't fit. So I had to send those boots back and then I had to decide because I loved these boots. I loved them so much that I ordered them in a slightly bigger size. So I ordered them in a slightly bigger size and then they come and those fit a tiny bit better, but not, not quite. But the weird thing is that I had been hiking on my favorite butte like two weeks earlier I'd been hiking in the middle of, of you know, and I met this guy, really nice guy, talking about shoes, and we were talking about um, things related to shoes, and that guy said, um, here's a card to a guy, he works on shoes, so I have this card, I held on to the card, I look at the card and damned if the card doesn't say sizing issues. So I decided, okay, I'm going to go talk to this guy. This guy worked on my boots, got my boots back. They're sitting there. I haven't worn them. And I, I don't actually know when I'll wear them because I was planning to wear them to Christmas. <laughs> so I'm sitting here with these beautiful boots that I have no idea when I'm going to wear. just so funny. So I don't know, this is all all, a whole lot about nothing, right? But it's about everything. What is the point of being here? If we are not, if it's not about bliss, if it's not about joy, if it's not about happiness, if it's not about the act of loving, if it's not about learning to love ourselves, If it's not about all these things, then what what is it about? And I don't have all the answers. I mean, I really don't. I know there's a lot of people out there who, who like talk about how they do. But do they? You know, like this idea that... All expectations ruin relationships. The best way to ruin a relationship is to have expectations. Yeah, (laughs) All these bogus beliefs that we all believe. They're just bogus. But anyway, I'm going to go. I appreciate y'all listening. And I actually hope that that y'all do have a good Christmas. I'm actually not sure what I'm going to be doing. I might go see a movie. Although today, I'm going to see the new Matrix. I had bought tickets in advance. um, And um, I think my sons and I are going to go see it. Get a big bucket of popcorn and enjoy the ride. Anyway, I appreciate you listening. And I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.